Hello, everyone. I am Jordan Hall, and you are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. The team is 2-0, a nice 2-0 start under John Tortorella. The Flyers took their first two games at home. They beat the Devils 5-2 in the opener, and then they came back to beat the Canucks 3-2. So overall, a pretty positive start for a team that really had little outside expectations, a team that many people are are projecting to finish near the bottom of the standings. Many people are calling it a rebuild, a retool, but the Flyers do have two wins to their name in two games. So we're going to get into three takeaways off this 2-0 start. First, give some credit to John Tortorella. You think about it, he's working with a completely new team, a team that lost 57 games the year prior, and there's no Sean Couturier, there's no Cam Atkinson, he's missing Rasmus Ristolainen, and he gets two wins. Uh, That's pretty impressive stuff. And what really impressed me was on Saturday's game in the Flyers' win over the Canucks, eight of his 12 forwards were 25 years old or younger. And six of them, so half of the forwards group, had under 100 games of NHL experience. So not only is he dealing with a new team coming off of a really bad season, but he's got a ton of youth in there, a ton of inexperience. And he's coaching it the right way. He's getting them to play the right way. And it's fruited into two wins. And, and you know, you can you can say all you want about, hey, it's just two games. There's 82 games in a season. And let's not jump the gun. But you got to give some credit to John Tortorella uh, for producing two wins out of the makeup of this roster. Um, and I think the time they had from the preseason finale to the regular season opener, they had about eight to nine days to work with really did the Flyers well. I think John Tortorella was able to skate them hard. He was able to hammer down system work uh, and really kind of get them at least somewhat knowing and understanding the way they need to play in order to win games with the makeup of the roster. Guys that are not, you know, big-time goal scorers, uh, a lot of youth. But if you play hard, you play the right way, Tortorella believes, you know, you can win games. And Another thing that really stuck out to me was on Saturday, they were down two to nothing in the second period, and they come back to win that game. And I don't think they win that game last, last season. If, if, if they're in that type of game last season, they, they probably lose it. And I don't know if it would be them not playing hard, but I think they wouldn't know how to play the right way consistently to, to give themselves a chance to come back in that game. And I looked it up. What's really telling is that the Flyers were the only NHL team with zero comeback wins from two goals down last season. This year, it took them only two games to, to have one of those wins, to come back from two goals down to pick up a victory. So that tells you, you know, they're, they're staying the course. When, when, they, when something bad happens, they consistently play the right way. Tortorella stresses those things, good or bad, play this way, and, and we believe results will come. And, they got results. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices in all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. So my second takeaway is, yes, let's not jump the gun too much. 2-0 is nice for the Flyers, 
But it's very easy to forget that the team had two 2-0 starts under Elaine Vigneault in his three seasons. One of them produced a very good season. In 2019-20, they started 2-0, and then they ended up having one of their better years in about a decade plus. Uh, they, As everyone knows, that was Vigneault's first season. It was cut short at the 69-game mark because of COVID-19, but when they restarted, they were in really good position. They went into the bubble. They won the round robin. They ended up winning a first-round series, and they fell just one win shy of the Eastern Conference Final. But then the following season, they also started 2-0, and then their season totally went awry. Uh, they had an awful march in that shortened 56-game season. It totally derailed their season, and the organization really hasn't been this, the same since then. So 2-0 shows you it's nice to start off with a couple wins, but anything can happen after that. Uh but you, you do have to give credit to Tortorella for getting them to 2-0. And at least you can say you have wins early in the season. You don't have to fight the whole, when are we going to get our first win type of feeling. But again, very early in the year and a lot can change. I think we could have a really decent grasp of where the Flyers need to go or what they need to work on most at the end of October because the schedule really starts to get tougher this month. They faced the Lightning in Tampa Bay. They had two matchups with the Florida Panthers. Uh, they faced the Predators on the road. They also have a home game against the Hurricanes. So some legit teams coming up on their schedule where I think you'll get maybe a, a better barometer of where the Flyers are, what they need to work on, uh, maybe what they already have kind of down with John Tortorella. So I think we're going to learn a little bit more about this team in October. Uh, the opening season never can never really win you a season. Um, and I don't think it ever really can totally derail a season. It's an important month to get off on the right foot. Uh, but really, sometimes teams, especially with a new coach, um, a new look to its roster, sometimes can hit their stride later in maybe December or January. Uh, so long story short, I think what we want we what I think what the point is is that 2-0 is a very positive sign for John Tortorella's team, but it's also not a sign that they're going to be Stanley Cup contenders yet. So I think keep it all in perspective. And my third and final takeaway is what a whirlwind for Travis Sanheim on opening night. You think about it, opening night always has a different feel to it for a player. It's probably not your regular game day because you haven't had a game day in a while because it's the first game of a new season. And there's also anticipation, excitement, the unknown. There's always the pregame festivities. There's introductions. But Sanheim truly had a game day he'll probably never forget. He signs a eight-year, $50 million extension just hours before puck drop. He was slated to be an unrestricted free agent uh, at the end of this season. But the Flyers clearly really like this guy. 26-year-old defenseman with size, puck-moving ability, won uh, two team awards last season. He was the most improved player on the Flyers, which is voted by the players, and he was the team's Barry Ashby Award winner, which goes to the best def defenseman on the team, and that's voted on by uh, reporters and broadcasters. So a really important player, and Brad Shaw, the new assistant coach, uh, John Tortorello's right-hand man, he oversees the group of defensemen, and the penalty kill, he said not long ago, they believe Travis Sanheim will be as important as anyone to the team trying to turn things around uh, because really his ceiling is so high. He's already established himself clearly by his new deal, eight years, 50 million. 
but there's still more to go. And they, they believe he can take even bigger strides. And he has said that uh, as well. But to be able to sign the extension just hours before opening night, he told me a fun story of just kind of how chaotic the 24 hours were leading up to the opener. I'm going to have a story on that on NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com so you can check that out. But one thing that also stuck out to me about the Sandheim extension was just how much he wants to be here. And, you know, as a team coming off the season the Flyers had last year, 57 losses, um, one of the worst years in franchise history, you might, you might be in a bit of a tough spot in terms of getting guys to want to stay here and, and see the, seeing the vision uh, for years down the road and believing that the team can contend sooner rather than later. But Travis Sandheim sees it, and he thinks there's something here. He he wants to be here. He wants to play in Philly. He said he is so eager to get back into the playoffs and play playoff hockey in front of these fans. So to me, not only is he a very good player, where uh, I, I think he's only getting better, and that's exciting for fans in the organization, but he's a guy that wants to be here. And uh, playing in Philly is not easy. He comes from a small town of Elkhorn, Manitoba, but he wants to play in this city where pressure is big and expectations are always high. And that to me is a very good sign. Uh, and it was exciting to hear him talk about being here for the long haul. And if he stays the length of this new contract, uh, which kicks in next season, he'll be signed through 2030-31, which is pretty hard to believe uh, we're even looking at years like that now when we look at contracts. But a guy that's certainly going to be a staple on their blue line and a very important player who needs to get better as well. But I think the Flyers have visions of him playing in all situations, big minutes, power play, penalty kill, and a guy that's going to uh, be a leader for a team that's trying to get back towards relevancy and relevancy in the standings, relevancy in the city, and, and a team that's going to try to contend again for a Stanley Cup years down the road. So an important player and uh, a guy that's now locked up and had a very chaotic day going into the opener, but uh, he had a, he was breathing, I think, a sigh of relief uh, on Friday, the day after the opener, uh, now that he can just focus on hockey. But those are my three Flyers takeaways as the team is 2-0 and to start this 2022-23 season. The schedule only gets tougher, and there's more work ahead for John Tortorella. And we'll have it all covered here on the Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. A big thank you to Ben Berry, my podcast producer and guru, for always being flexible with our time. And Flyers fans, as always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.